Hello, 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 and welcome to There's This Thing at Work, the podcast where we delve into the workplace issues that are usually swept under the carpet. We're here so you can stop listening to your friends, partners, and parents telling you what you want to hear, not what you need to hear. Tough situations need honest and direct answers, and in There's This Thing at Work, our panel of people experts are going to find them. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of There's This Thing at Work. My name is Charlotte Hamill and on our world-class panel of people professionals today, I have Jessica Hayes, Rajib Day and special guest, Charlie HR's very own Ben Branson-Gately. Hi guys and welcome Ben to What Do We Owe This Pleasure? Yeah, I feel, I feel honoured, I feel honoured, but I don't want to get in the way of the real heroes Jess and Raj and you. Our regulars. You guys, our regulars. You guys are the powerhouse. Well, it's lovely to see you all, especially our regular faces, uh, Jess and Raj. Um, to get the ball rolling today, and obviously to introduce everyone as always, can I ask you all to tell our listeners your name, role, and company? And because it's relevant to today's This Thing at Work, I'd love to know how you really feel about feedback. Let's set a nice, honest tone. Honesty. Uh, ben, you kick us off with your you know, special guest appearance. Sure, yeah. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, uh, feedback is a, is a, is a passion uh, topic of mine, so I'm, I'm pumped to be involved. Uh, I'm CEO and co-founder of uh, Charlie HR. Um, and we make software to help uh, make work better for teams and companies in the UK and elsewhere. And how do I feel about feedback? I think I feel a lot better about giving feedback than I actually am at receiving it. Um, I would really like to be able to say that I'm a master when it comes to receiving feedback, but I'm definitely not. Uh, I definitely react emotionally, and and a lot of the time that's internally. I don't always agree with the with the feedback that's been given, so. Um, yeah, I'm not as great at it as I would like to be, is what my answer would be. Interesting, interesting stuff. Jess, how about you? Hi, I'm Jess. I'm the VP people at Whereby. Um, my relationship with feedback, I think I prefer getting it over giving it. I um, I feel like all my years doing various different types of recruitment, I still have to like have a psych myself up moment before calling candidates to give them feedback over the, over a call. Um, I find it, you know, I really want to make sure I'm giving really honest feedback. And I find sometimes that can be difficult to do, um, for various reasons, whether that's because you haven't been given the full context or otherwise. So I always really struggle and I hope I'm giving, uh, the individuals justice that I'm giving feedback to in every situation I, I try to, but I do struggle. And then receiving feedback, I really love doing it, but I am very, I'm sensitive to the line between criticism and feedback. If I feel someone's becoming critical, I get uh, very hurt very easily. Um, and I, uh, you know, I love feedback coming from a place of honesty and uh, respect, but I can very quickly feel when somebody's not coming from those places and it really kind of hurts my feelings. Yeah, I'm sure you're not alone. Raj, how about you? Hi everyone, I'm Raj, I'm the founder and CEO of Learnably. Uh, Senator Bay, I would say that I'm definitely getting better at giving feedback for sure. It's definitely part of our core values and it's it's a it's a muscle and you really need to practice. And over time I'm definitely, I would say, getting more comfortable, but it's hard. 
Similarly, you know, receiving it, I won't lie, it's not the, the easiest thing to do, but I genuinely do, particularly my colleagues internally from the, within the company, given it is a core value, I do recognize action and, and want to celebrate it when I do receive it because I know how hard it is to give. Therefore, when I receive it, whilst internally I might be thinking, oh, that's, it doesn't like, it might be a bit uncomfortable. I try not to react um, and I really do try and at least thank them and then process it afterwards. But it's definitely a hard topic. I'm really looking forward to exploring it a bit more in today's session. Great. Uh, my name is Charlotte Hamill. I'm COO of Born Social. And <clears throat> honestly, feedback still really scares me. Um, I think I always expect, I mean, giving it, to be fair, I really enjoy giving it. I, I absolutely see feedback as a gift and I'm fairly confident in my I guess, ability to deliver it in a way that's going to land well with the person receiving it, even tricky stuff, but getting it myself definitely still scares me. Um, I think sometimes it's a slight imposter syndrome type undertone, I think, because I always expect the worst and hate the idea of criticism and that people think I'm doing a rubbish job or like I can work myself up to expect that type of feedback but actually even if it is critical feedback and constructive feedback I feel so much better after I've got it so like I don't know what it is in my brain that can't remember how I feel after I always get feedback so I was like oh god thank you for sharing that I feel so good all out in the open so yeah I can't seem to combine that too still but um I think, yeah, it's it's scary. It's not, it's it's lovely getting positive reinforcement, of course, but a lot of the stuff we're talking about today is, is gonna be that that tougher stuff that you you get and really need. Um but that was great. And I think all of those perspectives um nicely bring us on to the fact that today's thing at work is about uh well, it's coming from someone who says, I hate receiving feedback. How can I get better at receiving it so I can keep growing and getting promotions? Um, and, you know, thank you to whoever wrote in with this. I really love it because I think it is so, so, so common. And I know today as a panel, we can deliver some brilliant advice for anyone else who feels like this. Um, and I think also while we're at it, we should try and give some tips to people who might be managing someone who feels like this as well. Um, because, yeah, as we've just shared... All of us have that slight tricky relationship with feedback in, in some way, shape or form. So um, I think today's episode is, is super important and will be rele very relevant for, to lots of people. So to start with, um, can we start with unpicking why people find feedback so hard? Raj, do you have any thoughts to kick us off with? Yeah, actually, and it was something, I was just reflecting on something you said, Charlotte, in, in the introduction. I was thinking about myself about receiving feedback and, and why it's hard. And I think as a founder in particular, um, the only feedback you're usually going to get is something, is something kind of constructive or negative. Like you're not really the person that's going to get that pat on the back saying, oh, well done, you've done a great job. Who's going to really say that to you? So really the only feedback you're ever really going to receive is going to be the more constructive and negatives. Whereas actually as a, as a manager, and, and I'm I try to uh, equally dish out the, the praise and the positive uh, reinforcement of kind of good behavior and then also give the constructive feedback so people recognize that it's not just a one-way thing. So it was, just, it was just an interesting personal reflection when you were talk, uh, doing your introduction. I was thinking, oh, what is it? And then actually 
it is the fact that depending on your role, it may be that you're just receiving the, the kind of negative side of things. And so it's important um, to kind of have that balance, particularly if you're as a manager. Now, in terms of why is it hard, I think it's very easy to take it personally and it feels like a, a personal attack on you and it's very easy to go into defense mode. But I think it's important to remind ourselves, going back to the point that you said, Charlotte, at the beginning of feedback is a gift. It's so much easier to not say anything and just to let it go. Um, it's just it's just the easy option, right? I don't want to get into confrontation. You do your thing, I'll do my thing, we'll go our own ways. So actually, if you re- recognize that it comes from a place of good intention and, and really see it as a gift, uh, that really can help you change your kind of frame of mind and perspective. But naturally, it is going to feel like an attack. And I think we're always... Um, want to maintain a facade at work. We want to kind of always put our best foot forward. And so when someone calls you out on something or says something, you, mm. you, you it's hard not to take it personally, but that's exactly what you really do need to do and recognise that this person is doing you a favour. Mm. Do you think that's because we're all self-conscious as human beings, that we kind of have this innate, um, I don't know, this, mm. this, this innate doubt in ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. I think there, there is there is this doubt, there's the imposter syndrome we, we kind of talked about earlier, uh, and this desire to want to always present a certain uh, a view of ourselves to the outside world, um, and particularly if you're particularly in your position of of seniority or responsibility, you don't want to look like you know you don't know what you're doing. But generally, we're all kind of winging it most of the time, and and so you know if things kind of come out and. Uh, and yet called out, that can feel a bit uncomfortable. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree, Ben. I think it, uh, there is a, that's a big aspect. I think also people have a like innate and deep desire to be understood by other people, right? And a lot of times the feedback you get or feedback most people get isn't going to be, oh, you're doing this thing and you're completely unaware that you're doing it. You're, it's like completely outside of your control. Um, that kind of feedback, I think people have a less kind of hostile relationship with because it's like, oh, I didn't even know. I didn't see that. Oh, wow. But if it's something that you have like reasons for doing, whether it be you're too busy or there's something else going on, or there's, you've got a lot of pressure on you. There's this feeling of like, you don't understand me. Like you, you're missing the reasons why I'm doing this feedback and like why I'm doing these things that have led to this feedback. And I think that sometimes can be the most frustrating thing is feeling that the person giving you this feedback doesn't understand the reasons why you've reached this point. And that really strikes at the heart of feeling connected with somebody, feeling like they understand you, feeling they support you. And of course that, you know, going, feeling like that, that isn't there is a bit of a kind of, you know, Neanderthalic brain moment. Of course they do support you, but your brain automatically goes, oh, this person doesn't understand you. They don't get you. They don't understand the reasons you've made these decisions. And I think that's that kind of immediate fright feeling you get, but at least that's what I feel. Yeah. And I think, I think from, from my perspective, there's, I, I know I have a people pleasing, I want to be liked, uh, uh, drive as well. And I, I really care what people think. I really care what people think of how good I am at my job, the type of person I am. And so I think what people are sharing with me really matters. Therefore, any form of, uh, yeah, constructive criticism feels very, feels very sensitive. So, you know, yeah. I think it's totally normal. I think that's what's really good about this topic is I think particularly in the startup world, there's like a, quite a good attitude to how uh, important feedback is. But I think that's being slightly conflated with the fact that 
people, everyone like loves it. And actually a lot yes. of people still don't like it. I totally agree. There's this huge narrative around feedback, like feedback's awesome. It's such a gift. Everybody loves it. Give me more feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no one ever says like, damn, feedback really sucks sometimes. And I'm just like having the busiest week ever. I've got everything on my plate. And someone comes to me and says, hey, you're giving off really like unapproachable vibes. And you're like, are you fucking serious? But inside you're like listening to the feedback. Everyone loves feedback. But then you go home and you have a little cry into a glass of wine. And the reason why is because like everyone always puts this face out of like smashing it, loving it. Feedback's such an amazing thing to receive. But sometimes you just get it and you're like, do you like really every day? Yeah. And I think you're, talk- you're talking there, Jess, to like this slightly a higher calling and purpose and, and ability and skill as a anyone that's giving feedback right which is that eq i believe is kind of everything and that allows me to look at jess and be like uh yeah no not today not i'm not gonna I'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna chuck at that feedback today because i i can kind of feel where she is and and i think that is important and you know it's not you know, we're sitting in the middle of a pandemic recording this from different homes, right? Like life is kind of tough and stressful at times. And so you do need that emotional intelligence to kind of pick out when's the right time to deliver this. I think we should move on now to start giving some tips to this person who hates getting feedback. Uh, Because clearly it's coming from a place where they understand how important it is. So they are saying, right, I need to get on top of this discomfort I have with it because I know it's vital to my progression and uh, me achieving my goals. Um, So maybe we can begin with looking at how they can pinpoint the root cause of why they don't like feedback. I think we've touched upon the reasons why, but is there any tips we can give them on understanding that for themselves? Because surely you almost can't solve and feel better about it until you know what it is that is making you feel uncomfortable. My advice would be to ask. So one of the things I've done in the past is I did like a 360 review with people that I just like 100% love in my life. People that I have the most highest amount of trust and respect for and with between Um, and it was more of a review of like, kind of how do I, uh, appear outwardly? Like, are there any moments where you feel concerned about me? Those kinds of things, less about like, what do you feel like about me at work? Cause a lot of them were, weren't work friends, right. They were just people in my life. Um, and that was a, that was a, a process by which I could feel comfortable because I knew that this feedback was only coming from a place of love and respect. And because I asked for it, um, and going through those motions, I think was really helpful. Um, so maybe doing something like that, where you just ask like your partner or your mum or your sister, like, or your, you know, whoever third cousin that lives in your, your backyard that you love somebody that, you know, adores you and would do nothing to hurt you. And just say to them, like, I want to go through this process where you really honestly answer some really tough questions about how I kind of reflect myself out into the world. Um, And then sit with how you feel in that situation, because I think that kind of exposes it in an extremely safe place um, that you can later on talk about it. I think it's really dangerous to start playing with this in like a professional environment because it can lead to quite a lot of trauma. I think later on you can have like somebody you just have a grudge against for, you know, the next six months of your career because you were trying to play with your emotions about how you feel about feedback. And I think that's quite dangerous to do. I think it's a great, great idea, Jess. And and, and just to build on that, another 
idea would be an exercise in empathy because it is equally hard to give feedback as it is to receive it. So as going back to my point around practicing and, and seeing it as a muscle, it's actually try giving feedback more and then you realize how hard it is. And so if you remember how hard it is for someone to give feedback, then when you are receiving it, you'll be able to remember that actually this person is coming from a good place and this is actually a very hard thing that they're doing. So if you practice giving it more, I personally have found that you become more receptive and more open to receiving it. So the two things go hand in hand, my my opinion. We're making an interesting kind of assumption, which is that the organization's culture is set up correctly whereby the feedback is coming from a good place, right? The, the question is coming from the individual. The individual is saying, I know I need feedback because I know I've got some blind spots. Uh, so I want to work out what those are. Da, 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 da. People listening at home can't see that I'm making hand gestures. Um, I want to work out like what... what song, tragedy. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yes, Raj. Man of the 90s. Um, uh, and so he, he want, the person wants that feedback. Great. Um but we're assuming that the organization is has a culture that's set up effectively to be able to be able to give it and i just want to flag that because i think that um you can have as much kind of self confidence and uh inward nurturing which you know raj has flagged as an important thing to build up the resilience so you can take feedback but still it requires the organization to be unpolitical mm. and i use political not in the politics in terms of government term but in the kind of like um you know no backstabbing behavior no people kind of walking over others uh it, you know it requires there to be no um use of feedback as a weapon which i've seen right which is like i i don't i want you to feel like you've made a mistake so here's some feedback not cool mm. um so kudos to this person right um, but my advice would be the same as Raj's. And there's a great book called Radical Compassion. If you're trying to think about building up that internal confidence and internal compassion and love for yourself, that's maybe a nice book to read. Yes, I think that's a really good point. And maybe we can just do a quick bit on framing how to view all types of feedback, regardless of where it's coming from. So in an ideal place, it is coming from someone who is uh, genuinely has a care for your improvement your development but even if it's from with someone that doesn't know you particularly well maybe there is an undertone of uh, of friction there as well I think it's it's okay to try and then reframe that but like, actually that's someone's perspective I can take it with a pinch of salt that's totally my choice I don't have to absorb this feedback but it's in, it's still interesting information from a third party and like is there any information in there that is going to be useful for me uh, i always think that that type of uh yeah external context and and view on on whether it's your uh character or your performance still could be really useful data for you you don't have to really like the person that it's coming from um necessarily yeah i think that's a good point you just said there as well it's like you there's a difference between feedback and data, right? Mm. One point of feedback is not a huge amount of, it's one data point. And it may come from somebody that's only had one interaction with you where you were in a certain frame of mind or just they're just a different type of person than you and they like interacting in a different way. Um, and I think that's an important thing is being able to identify when something is a, a data point and when something is data that's giving you a consistent message that you need to address. Um, and 
there is still the, the kind of overlay of sometimes that the, that data is also coming from like a, a, a not very constructive place if there's politics and those kinds of things. But presuming uh, that it is coming from a constructive place most of the time, if you're hearing the same messages said in various different ways about various different experiences, then I think that that's something you should definitely spend more energy on than one person's extremely negative opinion about something specific. What a point, Love Jess. That. Yeah, so, so good. <laughs> Treat it as a a data point. Yeah. Solid. Jess and Raj, you kind of shared some thoughts already a little bit on this, but um, where would we suggest someone starts with when embarking on their kind of new journey to embracing feedback? So Jess, you pointed out the kind of really create that safe environment in a very controlled way and obviously see what lands and maybe kind of that will help you understand, you know, the pain points uh, better. Um, but it's also a really good starting point. Does anyone else have any tips for how someone could create a controlled uh, early approach to feedback? I think like a user guide is also really helpful. Like I really love positive feedback in writing, but if someone tries to give me positive feedback over a call, I like turn into like stone, like Medusa's looked at me. Like I just, I can't, I really, it makes me super uncomfortable. I don't like it. Um, and to certain degrees, same can be with, you know, I, I like negative feedback or constructive feedback in different formats too. Um, and I think, you know, writing that user guide for yourself and saying, you know, if I, if you have positive feedback for me, I'd love it over an email. If you have constructive feedback for me, Fridays tend not to be the best day because I'm usually really slammed before the weekend, or, you know, I loved getting feedback kind of later in the afternoon so I can log off and think about it. Um, these are kind of helpful tips to recognize within yourself and then actually give to other people. Because I think that also deals with the problem of coming across as somebody that just 24-7, seven days a week, every single day of the year is just ready and pumped, galvanized to receive constructive feedback, which is not the case, right? And I think it helps fight that bias people have as well by just saying out to your team, like, today's not going to be a good day for me to be told something constructive. I really just need to kind of focus on building something positive within myself um, I think that does go a long way in, in, in helping you and others. And we do exactly that. So we call it empathy guides, uh, where every new joiner does an empathy guide to themselves. And one of the sections that they add is how do I like to receive feedback? And so when I have had to give someone feedback, I've often found myself referring back to the empathy guide just to check the format. Like, do they want it in real time? Do they want it in a one-to-one afterwards? And these things are really, really important. And recognising that people, as Jess says, like to receive things in different ways and different modalities at different timings. Uh, and it can be really, really helpful to uh, ensure that it's received in the best possible way. That's so good. I think what, one of the realizations that I had uh, a few years ago was that I really like my effort being acknowledged. So I don't actually mind if I've missed the mark from a kind of what I'm trying to achieve or it's not clear or whatever. But if someone said, I can see the effort you've put in, I just hate mm. the idea of people thinking I've like half asked something. So, <laughs> no. When I kind of realised that, actually, that's such an easy thing to help people frame feedback to me. Um, So, yeah, love those, that idea of like a user manual, empathy guide, spot on. I've also just realised that most of the time when I speak to Jess on the phone, I tell her how amazing I think she is, which I've now, but now I realise that that is a really bad move. So I need to stop doing that. (laughs) Producer frozen behind. Yeah, I'm always like, thanks, man. Love you too. (laughs) You need to share these things with me, mate. Come on. I don't. I I didn't feel like it was the right environment to give you the feedback. You know, you're riding a high. Maybe you didn't need that right then. 
No, okay, it's good. Well, we're doing some alignment in this podcast. Yeah, it's helpful for our friendships. It's beautiful. And moving on to some coping mechanisms. So if you get that feedback, on you on your journey, you've got the feedback and it's really hurt. Do we have some advice for how to kind of, whether it's get back on the horse or process those feelings? I'd give one piece of advice because I cannot top the advice that was given in the last segment, which is write it down and do not respond to it then and there because yes. you're, you're going to, you're always going to be our, our primary uh, emotion straight off the bat is going to be that emotive, that chimp brain. Um, another good book recommendation, The Chimp Paradox. Um, it's going to be that chimp brain. And actually we want to kind of quieten the chimp down and let our logical brain set in. So receive it, thank the person, put it aside and come back to it in 24 hours. Yeah, 100%. The worst thing you can do with any feedback is respond back straight away what you think about it. I think just always my approach is, thanks so much. You know, that's really helpful. I, I need to think about it. I'll get back to you if I've got any other questions, but thanks. Yeah. And, and totally agree to that. The only other thing is just to be conscious of your own physiological state. So you might find yourself, uh, your breathing becomes more tight. So like just really just breathe deeply look at your own posture, kind of step back because you might find yourself hunching and, and really going into kind of a fight fight mode. And, 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 you know, firstly, definitely do not react and take that time to reflect, but look at what it's doing to yourself and your body and, and, and how you are processing that because you'll find that that then leads to a certain behaviour pattern that, that, you know, you'll recognise is, is not healthy. Mm. I'd also say contextualise it, you know, like it's great that's great that you care this much about whatever the I'm assuming it's a work scenario here but it's great that you care what your colleague thinks that you care this much about your contribution and your performance at work like if you are reacting in an intense way that often is a symptom of you feeling that um that importance but you know it's not the end of the world like you know give yourself a break we all do like not our best sometimes unintentionally like it happens we get things wrong we're human it's okay you're not perfect no one is <laughs> so yeah I just I hate the idea of people going home and then playing over the things over and over and over and over again like you know it's, it's not worth it actually yeah I completely agree with that I also think the other thing as well is like <laughs> You know, I, I know it's important, especially if you're in a situation in which the feedback is coming from a good place, but there's, I think this innate feeling of wanting to kind of crush your own emotions sometimes. And I just want to say that, you know, I've been given lots of feedback in the past when I was, you know, young all the way to like last week where my immediate response was just to start crying. And sometimes it's even positive feedback. I get positive feedback and then I'm like, get all teary and, and kind of emotional. And I think it's also sometimes okay that if you're, if you're in that place, don't feel super disappointed at yourself and like try and like su suppress your own emotions. You know, there are circumstances in which crying in a meeting probably isn't the most professional thing you can do, but there are also some times where, you know, you know, just taking a minute, going outside, getting yourself together, not suppressing and crushing your own emotions is probably also quite a good thing to do. Um, especially if the feedback comes across as really harsh and people understand if you get a bit emotional and don't, you know, don't beat yourself around the bush. No, don't beat yourself up too much around the bush. Ha -ha. Um, yeah. Yeah. Spot on. Uh, I just, a little top tip for any leaders listening. It's really important to allow space for what Jess has just described. Like we have to create room within any organization and it doesn't matter what level you're leading 
for imperfection, for vulnerability, for good days and for bad days. You know, like we we had a we had a really good week last week as a business, despite everything that was going on. It wasn't one of our best weeks, but I felt like it was important to say, you know what, like in despite of everything, I think that's a mega effort. That's really really impressive. Despite that, all the other things that are going on in the world, like we all did good and sort of allow people allow teams just to know that they don't have to be 110% every single day that's not going to happen that's not possible I mean that brings us really nicely onto what uh, or how to approach this from a kind of leadership managerial perspective because uh, if you are a manager I am sure you are uh, you have or have had someone in your team or will have someone in your team who has a challenging relationship with with feedback. So um, that's one, I think, bit of advice, which is create the room for the recovery period. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's really, really, really important. Um, but maybe can we help someone identify if, who that person in their team might be? Like, If they hate feedback, how can we tell if someone has, has that kind of difficult relationship with feedback? I suppose that in itself will become evident after you kind of give it and kind of test that, see their reaction, how that that lands. But just building on um, Ben's previous comment and around your your question around how should leaders or managers uh, approach this, uh, just to kind of reiterate my previous point around ensuring that you do balance your feedback, both in terms of positive and constructive. So it's not always just you're only giving the constructive or negative side of things that, you, that people recognise that, okay, well, equally when I do good things, that they they kind of call, they call this out and they celebrate it. I think that's particularly important if you are, say, the, the founder or CEO of the company and you do not directly line manage this person, recognise actually your feedback is going to have so much more weight on both ends, if it's positive or if it's negative, and they might feel massively threatened. And actually, you know, there have been occasions where I thought, oh, do I give this feedback direct? Do I give it via the manager? And I've sometimes done both. Uh, but ultimately, again, because it's a, our company value and our radical candor, I do try and ensure that I give it directly and, and that they feel, you know, happy and comfortable enough that this shouldn't be blown out of context it's genuinely coming from a good place equally even if I'm not managing someone I'm first to kind of recognize their great contribution to the business so I think it's really important to to have that balance the other thing in terms of kind of tactics I think it's very common to fall into the trap of the so-called shit sandwich of of kind of sandwiching your feedback uh, between you know saying the you know this is great um this is not so good but this is great and it kind of detracts from you know what you're actually trying to say so don't feel uh, afraid to kind of decouple those things and, and to ensure that your feedback actually does land and when giving the feedback always try and root it into concrete examples so um, I noticed that you did when you did this this made me feel like that or this could be perceived as why um what are your thoughts or whatever so that so isn't this is not a personal attack this is something based on some actual observation that we've seen that you've seen in that person I'll, I'll build on that as well Raj because I think I think examples are really really helpful because it it just makes it all more digestible but I think what can be really intimidating is if you use too many examples and you start listing off multiple occasions, that can start feeling like a bit more of an attack. Mm. So yes. use examples, but don't go 
overboard, I think, is a is, is really helpful. Um, and you, you touched upon it a bit there, but maybe can we talk about a bit about language and, and tone of voice in, in giving feedback as well? Has anyone got any thoughts for yeah, language to avoid or to to use that would that is more helpful? Yeah, I think I think um, it, you want to try and make it as unemotive as possible. Um, you want to try and make it as constructive as possible. Um, we, I guess, this talks to language, but I talk. We talk about situations, talk about behaviour, we talk about impact. So we're not talking about you've done this and it's made me feel. We're talking about in these scenarios, there is a behaviour that exists, and this is the outcome of that behaviour. Um, I think language that is personal, mm. that talks to the individual and talks to feelings, I think is can can be dangerous, right? I think that's what we need to try and we need to try and get away from to make it feedback that people can work with, they can use, and that doesn't feel like a personal attack on on the individual. Just specifically on that, sorry, and the only thing I would say though is that it depends on what that feedback is, right? So the risk of kind of totally depersonalizing it is that you then might make it a massive generalization that everyone that this is, so I think it's really important when you're giving that feedback, is this um, like a, a continuous behavior that you've seen and, and or is this like based on one or two kind of situations that you've kind of been in? So whilst I totally agree with the point that you made there, Ben, I think there's, there's also a difference on what that feedback is. Is it on something that they're doing personally? Is it something that they're doing professionally? And then you just need to nuance that because you don't want to make it feel like you know, everybody feels like this about you, but, you know, no one's telling you type thing. And I think yeah. that's, that's the tricky thing when, when you're giving it. I think also it, it leans into this kind of trend, which I find quite unhealthy, which is to kind of give no weight to feelings. Like feelings do mean something and how people feel about something does, does actually matter. And this kind of tends in several months. So I think it is, it is a del- delicate balance for sure. Um, but I think also a, alongside of making a psychologically kind of safe structure for feedback, so not doing the shit sandwich and making sure you're, you know, being kind of direct but compassionate, all these things, I think there's also, a, you know, I think something important to do is to not let yourself turn into like this kind of feedback mode human. One of the best kind of feedback givers I've ever worked with was Asi Sharabi at Wonderbly. And he used to just be very good at like being like, hey, let's just grab a coffee and we'll go for a walk. And it was like, Nothing in his persona changed. Nothing about the way he was talking to you changed. There was no like stiff, like, right, now I'm in feedback mode where you can feel that shift and you can feel the person kind of regulating their behavior and regulating the way they're talking. And that automatically puts you on alert of like, what's happening here? Why is this, does it, why does this not feel like a normal conversation? Um, so I think that's another thing to be aware of is like, don't, don't turn yourself into some weird manager mode person because that person doesn't exist. It's very strange. Um, and then I think the other thing that kind of ties into that is like, you need to yourself be vulnerable about how you feel about feedback to your team. If your team is saying, um, does you know, not everyone on your team is going to come out and say like, oh, I struggle with feedback because they are being constantly bombarded with the message that feedback is so important. They've got to love it. Um, so I think it's just important to say to your team sometimes like, Hey, by the way, sometimes I really struggle with giving and receiving feedback. I really appreciate, you know, if you prefer me to do it in a certain way, that's really helpful for me because, you know, it's hard for me to give feedback sometimes. And I know how hard it can be to get feedback if you're not in the right frame of mind. So I want to make sure that we're doing this in a constructive way. 
And if you lead with kind of acknowledging that you sometimes find it difficult, I think people generally lean a little bit more close into, oh, phew, this person's not some like feedback giving machine that just has no regard for how I feel about it. And just to build on that, and, and for listeners from previous podcasts, who would have heard that um, one of the things that, that I do is, is a kind of an open 360 where all of the feedback is kind of shared publicly uh, to everyone. Uh, and also uh, we have a, a Slack kind of high five kind of channel where when I receive feedback, I actually put that immediately on uh, the channel just to kind of recognise that it's, it's welcome. And because and, it can be very hard to particularly give upward feedback. So just building on, on and, and reiterating what Jessica just said. I feel like we need to get like a podcast merch that says just building on that. I think every single one of us starts. Every time there's a new sentence, we're like nailing it, love it, just building on that. <laughs> Friends of the I'm, pod. Actually, I'm wearing my podcast merch. This is, this is from one of my favourite podcasts in America. So we'll, we'll do jumpers. We'll we need jumpers. to get some just build just building on that. Just building on that. Oh guys, we are we are out of time. Um Thank you so much for all your contributions today. Um, I think we've given plenty of guidance on what to do if you hate receiving feedback or are leading someone else who does. Um, Do let us know if we've helped you by leaving us a review. And if it has, please pay it forward. Thank you to Jess, Raj and Ben and to our producer Mel and Ben. It was a pleasure as always. I've been Charlotte Hamill, your host, and this has been There's This Thing at Work. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful week. Thank you.